This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, here we go. Hour two, G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. we got some Cowboys Twitter coming up at 320, and we'll give you some of the top tweets going on about America's team, some of the top topics, and the Mike McCarthy press conference is going to kick off. It's scheduled for 3.30. I imagine uh, 3.38. If I was betting on it, that's a, that's a good time to bet on. Uh, but salute to Mike, you know, and if you're winning like this, you can, uh, you know, be as late as you want. So uh, just keep on winning, Mike. Here's Zach Wolchuk with your NFL News of the Day. Thank you very much. You guys remember uh, David Carr's comments about Jalen Hurts last week? Yeah, I know we played those. Well, he had some fun. He took to uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. He said, hey, Philly, y'all want to talk about it? Just trolling the Eagles after last night. Pretty good. Pretty good there from David Carr. And uh, I still don't think they would look into ever starting Mariota over Hurts, but I like that troll job there. From First the time in like six years they didn't score an offensive touchdown. Crazy. Dallas was the last time that did it to him. Right on. Dallas was the team that it held him without a touchdown. Mm. Yeah, that's right. How about Micah yesterday? He said last night I woke up with a one hundred and two or three degree fever. Took as many drugs and IVs as a man can take to possibly be able to play today. Now he just needs to go home and rest. I hope he's getting some rest, but he did have a sack, and now he is along with Reggie White, the only two players in NFL history to have 12 or more sacks in their first three seasons. I'll tell you what, the bull rush that he got the sack off of was super impressive. Lane Johnson, like he got underneath Lane Johnson to the point where he carried him so far back to the quarterback that Cam Juergens couldn't help. You know, he tried to get over and help, and he couldn't even do it. I mean, it was that impressive of the way he was able to run Johnson back into, into, uh, into Hurts. That's what yeah. you got to do with Lane Johnson sometimes. If he's going to set real tall, just take him right back to where he wants to go. Yeah, no and, doubt. And that's what uh, that uh, Micah did. Good job of reading him, uh, reading him on the play. Absolutely. Now, the play everyone's talking about, of course, the Tony offsides. And what was one of the coolest plays we'll ever see. Old Kadarius, huh? I, mean, I thought was, you were going to say the punt, the, the fake punt. That the, the fake Eagles, punt was interesting. Uh, yeah. and, and maybe if the Cowboys had lost the game, we'd talk more about the fake punt. I went back and watched San Francisco's, is it, is it how do you say his last name? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, that's the only time he's ever lined up at, at uh at Should have been a tell. Wide. Yeah, that's the only time I went back and watched the other punts that they've had. And it's usually Job is there is their guy that plays that side. And so it's the only time that they put him out there for yeah. that play. Zacchaeus is usually in the sycamore tree. <laughs> yeah, he certainly is. And and normally Bones, I feel like, is really good about that. Like well, we've seen the Cowboys I take wonder, advantage sometimes. I would wonder I'd like to ask Bones this question if I could is they play their they play their blockers facing inward, mm. and so it's easier. Like when we talk about that teams play, they try and funnel things. It's easier to as Carolina as a team. Remember when we were playing Carolina and they turn their rear in yeah. out to the side and they funnel try and funnel everything to the middle. Well, I, it's easy to run the route that they ran was they went up and then out, and there was no way they ran it too. I tell you, they did their homework because they they did it to the side of where Tolbert was the was the cover guy. So you're really running, well executed. you're putting a receiver on a receiver, and he's turned inward, inward, and as the route was run, he couldn't adjust quick enough to get back. Yeah, clearly he was not ready for no, that at all. Not at all. Uh, so, I mean, that, that was one of the good calls from Sirianni, maybe the only good call according to Eagle fans. But the Chiefs were not happy with the call the officials made with Tony lining up offsides. I mean, freaking Andy Reid and Patrick, Patrick Mahomes lost his damn mind. Yesterday, yeah, he needed that, dude. That he was therapeutic really for him. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think that that he's been was biting just his tongue all so season much long. Built up frustration. I've got receivers dropping passes left and right, and then he throws a hissy fit. What a great teammate, though. You don't go off on your coaches or your players. You wait until the ref screws up I'm and just you unload. Mf the ref. Well, here <laughs> yeah. is Mahomes post game uh, talking about that call and uh, how it's tough to just make a call like that in that moment. It should. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, 
clearly. I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, don't, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something. And all I can do is go out there and give everything I have. And I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did. And it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. You know, if you didn't know he was talking about the refs there, you could make the case that he was just talking about his own teammates. Just yeah, he's just talking about his wide receivers. And it's like, man, I've been, you know, all season long, all these games, it happens every week, there's something new. And, uh, you know, I'm just sick of it now. MVS, he drops the damn ball. Refs yeah. don't call the pass interference last week. What the hell am I supposed to do? Uh, what an amazing play, though, dude. It was incredible. And, and Mahomes is ticked because he also talked about, you know, Travis Kelsey's legacy. And it's a crazy play that maybe only Travis Kelsey can make with his quarterbacking background in college. And he turns around after zigzagging and breaking some tackles. The wherewithal is amazing. a perfect pass to Tony who catches it. And then they score. I mean, you, you could argue, I've seen some people that were talking about this on social media, if a play's that badass, just let it count. Well, the flag was on the field when the ball was snapped. I mean, it's right. not like they, they they let the play unfold and then go, oh, by the way, gotcha. And it's the flag was on the, on the play Tony or on the field is off the sides. I mean, it was Jalen Tolbert in Green Bay at Lambeau. They got the call right. The refs didn't bleep this well, up. That's on your player. That's on Tony as a wide receiver. Well, how about the offsides call you got last night when they were trying to run the tush-push? They had the, the 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 guard was lined up in the in the neutral zone, yeah. and they called. Yeah, they're that. making a big emphasis on yeah. it this year. It's been called you know? a lot more this yeah. year than it has. It the has been, two. I believe, four times as much. Yeah. Like wow. the, the the league, whatever it is, like it's they crazy. are. It's an emphasis for them, and so like Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes. You, you should probably be aware of that. And like, Andy hey, there's Reed an today, uptick here. Andy Reid today did uh, talk, and he, and he acknowledged. He said Tony didn't end up checking with the referee on the sideline. Gosh, and dude, the where is that dude's brain at? It was so obvious that he lined up offsides, the ref couldn't even see the football because Tony's in the way. So, of course, he's going to throw the flag. Uh, here was the other J.R. Smith moment. It was. Here was the yeah. other. And he has a lot of those. That's the issue. Like, Andy Reid doesn't want to give up on Kandarius, Tony. I yeah. would. I'd put that guy on the streets. He's well, I mean, cost you games by dropping him, and now yeah. he lines up offside. I mean, at least let him keep his house. I don't think I'm it's. Sure he can afford that I, I don't think it's a deal you can coach through him either. I mean, like the focus or the ADD or whatever is going on. If you have those mistakes and you've been talked to like several times from the coaches, you got to admit as a coaching staff, this is beyond us. Yeah, you know, a super talented individual, yeah. but it seems like he uh, is usually finding himself in these negative positions with Kansas City. Mahomes on what made him blow up on the sidelines. It's the call, man. Just in that moment, I mean, it's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game, and for it to to happen on a flag change the outcome of a game. Um, in that moment, I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense all sides called. I mean, that's the, we that's elementary school. We we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and. And it doesn't get called. And if it does, you, they warn you. And there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's just tough, man. It, it, I mean, lost for words, man. It's just it's tough. Because regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, the end with another game and we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for the, for the NFL and for football. And he's right about that. That's all we want. In this scenario, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Kadarius Tony having a giant size brain fart. Big brain fart. And that's a, I mean, that's, you don't want to point the finger at your teammate. You know, I get it, but that's 100% on your teammate, dude. And, and I get it. Like, next play, Von Miller, you know, there's cuts of him. It seems like he's offsides. There's no call. And we can do that with every game. But this on one. On another uh, note, we need more plays like this. I hope, Dude, the that, Chiefs, I hope the Chiefs yeah. run this back. It, it's it's where you've seen the Chiefs do some semblance of this, not like not like a touchdown. Play. I think well, I think he was just playing football. He well, might have been, but they but practice if, that. Yeah, if you like, watch that the quarterback show, yeah, they, it, Pat Mahomes talked about this. Like they do this stuff in practice leading up yeah. to it to see if Andy Reid wants to actually call this. So this seems like maybe it was one of those plays. Yeah, and I, I don't know if they're like looking for it. Hey, Travis, you're going to have an opportunity here, or if they they've sort of practiced these types of things plenty over the years and that's the the beauty of Andy Reid and the creativity and constantly evolving himself and I do think that that is we're going to start to see more and more of that over the next few years of the evolution of the sport you're going to see more and more and more of that I believe but yeah I, I just think that's something they practice and so they're always sort of ready for that moment 
and they executed it to perfection once the ball was snapped. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was an incredible play. It's a shame that that happened, and I know, I mean, I'm sure Kadarius Tony uh, feels sick about it today. I thought Rex Ryan on Get Up this morning, and you guys know Rex Ryan's history. He's known to uh, like himself a foot. A foot. Yeah. Uh, and clearly, Tony offsides by a foot or a toe, you could say. And here was Rex this morning on the play. And this guy right here, line up the heck up, all right? And I'm sorry, he, he it's, hey, should be onside. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> the fact that Rex said it's a toe, he it's doesn't a toe I don't like. like. So, like uh, what did you say? I just said this is a toe I don't like. <laughs> he toes toes. I like, you know, I like toes. I don't like this toe. Hey, come on, line up on freaking side for crying out loud. See, now there is no way for us to do a serious show if we're going to go there, Rex. This is not the moment for it. I, I apologize. Say, hey, all right. Kadarius Tony, if you turn Rex against feet, you a bad man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bad. All right. We have lost the ability to have a serious conversation about the play of the year. God, Greenberg is so was, stuffy. He is. Oh, the jokes God. are happening. Oh, there is. Oh, God. We got to be a serious show right now. Please oh, stop no. it. Stop. We it. don't have the ability to have a serious football conversation, Rex, Brian. Put your shoes back on. Yeah. I, <laughs> Him actually saying the words, you guys know I like toes, yeah. is great. Oh, that great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that is yeah. terrific, if you ask me. Well done, loser. Yeah. You would think after the scandal, he would watch his step. <laughs> but he's standing on it. He's watching your step. Yeah. Shout out to his wife. He married his soulmate. I'm running out. 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 I have no more. That was a solid. Four you got to pick enough right lead, there. man. You got this one. Was, yeah, four, uh, going four. back on the the Kansas City thing real quick. Was that was it was it called offsides? Offensive offsides. Mm-hmm. That's the second call this crew's made this year on that. Wow. The second time this this crew has made that. Carl Sheffers is the is the um, is the referee. Oh, Carl, Carl. And they're the, they're the most penalized officiating crew in the league. But this is the second time this year that they've called offside uh, offensive offside. Damn. I don't think you should call it. It's close enough. If it's within a foot, don't call it. No pun intended. No. A literal foot, twelve inches. I mean, look, a lot of people were saying the same thing. <laughs> the play was so badass. Afterwards, just pick the flag up. I mean, yeah, Hussey was picking up. No flag on the play. You know what? Yeah, you were offsides, but that was so badass. Yeah. Just let it go. The yeah. Bills are saying, no. "What the hell?" You know what? Fine. Yeah. They did, it for the, play. they did it for the Cowboys twice yesterday. They did, dude. Man. Eh, like don't worry about the flag. We thought game. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Come on, Carl. No, take, so a, cool. take a page yeah. out of Hussey's book. Yeah. Come on, be a Hussey. Uh, the NFL is going to review Mahomes and Andy Reid's postgame comments. I'm sure they'll end up getting a fine. But, you know, I, I, it's just frustration. They've now lost three in a row, and emotions boiled over there for Mahomes on the sideline. And he's, human, he's a human being like all of us. Yeah. Justin I'm Herbert, still not sure of that. You don't think so? Uh, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Justin Herbert is expected to miss Thursday night football's game. A lot of people are saying, why the hell is Brandon Staley not fired today? That's why. Adam Schefter was on with Pat McAfee. It is clearly just they play on Thursday night. You're not going to fire your head coach in a short week. They're going to play the Raiders. If they lose to the Raiders, I would expect Brandon Staley to be fired on Friday. That could be your D.C. if uh, Dan Quinn goes. I'll take him. Would you Not take a bad him? D.C. Yeah. I mean, he was really good with McVay and the Rams, but yeah. certainly not a good head coach. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of years ago, I'd be all in on that. Now, I mean, the Chargers defense, it's not even like where it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots, and his defense is still showing up every Sunday, yeah, but true. everything like offensively is just a nightmare. Like, Staley's defense sucks. It's not yeah. good. It hasn't been good. I mean, that whole team, and the offense has been really bad, too. Uh, Kellen Moore hadn't helped that either. It was sad. Yesterday, Justin Jefferson comes back, finally. We're like, cool, we get to watch Jefferson and Josh Dubs. Well, Josh Dubs gets benched. He's now back to Josh Dobbs. And Justin Jefferson had a, it was a big hit. He had to leave the game. He had a chest injury, was taken to the hospital in what was one of the grossest football games you'll ever see, a 3 nothing Vikings win over the Raiders. It was so funny. We were doing the pregame show, and I get an update. For the first time since 2017, we have a game 0-0 going into the fourth quarter. There has not been a game with mm. a 3 Sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> yes, a 3-0 final score in 16 years. It's just the second time in three decades that it's ever happened. I really thought it was the first. Mm. I didn't know there was another game that ended 3-0. to zero. And it wasn't because we're talking about a couple of just historical great defenses either. Do you know uh, what the other game was, Eric? 
No, I'm getting Miami, maybe a Baltimore. My, is it a Baltimore Ravens situation? Miami Pittsburgh. It was Miami Pittsburgh, 2007. The Steelers beat oh, the Dolphins, but that was like a hurricane Monday night. There was reason for that one. That was a disgusting slop fest. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, this one was yeah. played indoors. There was no elements factored into this one. It was just disgusting. And you had to stay the whole damn game because you had to wait for somebody to score. Yeah, you didn't yeah. know who's gonna win. And then you get to the very end of the game, and it's just a field goal. Gosh, we're at the edge of our seat. Come on, dude. That'll make you. That'll make you. Punt on not just being a fan of your team, but maybe on the sport itself. That was worse than an Iowa football game, and I didn't think that uh, we would ever say that when it came to other football. Somebody dropped some thousands on that game. Think about that. Yeah. Thousands of dollars. Well, good on thing a, I bet on the under, man. It hit. <laughs> that masterpiece of dog ass. <laughs> CJ Stroud is in concussion protocol. Hopefully he gets better Boy, soon. his head hit hard. It did. It, uh, man, it, it did not look good, but I thought maybe it was even worse than a concussion, the way he was no, reacting. Geez, like hopefully two, he's like two alike. Yeah, hopefully he's all right. class mm-hmm. now. Joe Flack has been named the starting quarterback for the Browns the remainder of the season. My guy, Joe. He did it. He saved me in Survivor. He sure did. He played fantastic. We all win in Survivor, right? Yes. We all won, thank goodness. And yes, gentlemen, there is a, it's a very small chance, but there is a chance the Chicago Bears could get the number one overall pick and still make the playoffs. They've got to win out. They need the Vikings to lose three out of four, (laughs) Seattle and the Rams to lose twice, and either the Bucks, Saints, and Falcons lose twice. And the Bears can do this. History would be made. Make They're the still going to have a great pick, right? They would have the number one overall pick Carolina's and still be a wild card. They're going to have that. They have Carolina's yeah. pick. They have Carolina's yeah. pick. Carolina right now is... They're messing up their own pick right now, winning games. Yeah. I mean, it's... Wow, it's what it's a crappy a, playoff field. It's bad. The, the NFC, yeah, those wild card teams aren't any good. Right on. Well, thank you, Wolchuk. There it is, the NFL News Today. Most days at 3 o'clock. We're about 13 minutes from the Mike McCarthy press conference or probably more like 21 minutes. But the window opens for Mike at 3.30, and he'll uh, wedge himself through that window and appear on stage for you. Now, when we come back, we'll... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Have some Cowboys Twitter here. Top tweets going viral about America's team. Welcome back, Nation. Hope you're having a great day. We uh, have the Mike McCarthy press conference coming up in about five minutes. He's scheduled to take the podium. How about some Cowboys Twitter here? Top tweets going viral about America's team. This segment of the GBAC Nation is brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks and DFW. If you're a loved one has been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel. Free consultation, 214 or 817-333-3333. Jump online to truckwreck.com. Do have some uh, good tweets about this game, including John Mishota. Usually just sticks to the facts. He offered this opinion as he left a vacant AT&T Stadium last night. Tonight was one of the best games I've seen the Cowboys play in this place. It was a complete beatdown, wasn't it, for the for the defense to do that to their offense and for you know your offense other than the field goals. What what do you say about that, Brian? How does that one compare for you? Well, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, you know, going into the game, I well, I thought it was going to be a little Seattle like. You know, back and forth, back and forth. And I think the the, the Cowboys defensively, what I think saved that game for them last night was their ability to turn over the Eagles. After the Eagles made chunk plays, I mean, those were big runs. Like, yeah. you know, when you look at Hurts, that was a big run. You know, they had a chance. They're knocking on the door. You you turn them over right there. Uh, you know, the slant route that, that Gilmore's able to rip, the you know, the ball out of Brown's hands. That was that was huge right there. You know, they, they made some plays. It was like it was like some bad things happened to you, but you didn't allow it to, you know, go forward go forward you just you you're hung to, tough you hung tough and you you know the smith i mean smith breaks two tackles on the way towards the you know towards the end zone there and you know and and, and great job by 
you know, by Bell and those guys coming from behind, knocking the ball. Was it Bell or Wilson? I'm trying to think of I That think one was, it was Bell, Bell, I Bell, think. Bell, yeah. Bell, yeah. Wilson had the one Wilson on Hurts. On the yeah. Hurts, yeah, sorry. But, yeah, it was, to me, it, that could have been that could have been a, a lot different game if you don't find, uh, find a way to turn them over after they, after they made those chunk plays. Yeah, because, I mean, A.J. Brown, like, Stephon Gilmore had a, a, obviously an awesome game. Like, he showed up big in big moments. But A.J. Mm. Brown, like, had his own moments, too. Like, he had Brown some chunk plays. A.J. Brown dropped a ball on uh, the curse. On the curse yeah. one that was, and very similar to what happened to C.D. Lamb dropping a ball, too, yeah. in the, the start of the second oh, half. Oh, yeah. That could have changed fortunes for the Cowboys as well. But, yeah, it, you know, I, I think defensively, you know, Dallas did what they had to do. They uh, Philadelphia ran the ball okay in that game. It's well, like they were six points is incredible. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. But it seemed like they were just completely okay with Jalen Hurts. If you want to take off and run a few sure. times, we'll give you those because yeah. we know you're they not going to keep doing it. They schemed a couple of runs. You know, they just they they sent motion across and knew Dallas was playing man, and they once they busted through the second level there, that was a you know it was good, but. Those turnovers were the, were the big, big difference in that football game. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to see what would have happened if on their opening drive they finish it and at least get a field goal or go in for a touchdown yeah. and stay within more striking distance. And I, then when they had the chance, um, you know, after after the, the fumble six, you know, Cowboys go back and, and score. At that moment, I'm yeah, thinking this thing could still get interesting. It, it, it yeah. is. There was the, the time just was not going off the clock fast enough for me at that point in time. But I was, I, I was just kind of like going – you know, I mean, I I know what Zach and I were talking about at halftime. You know, I didn't feel like that Philadelphia could stop you defensively, and they didn't. And, and no. they and they really did in the second half, though. That Dallas got a little well. Mike, the two Mike previous lost, opponents Mike lost a little rhythm, calling plays. Yeah, so yeah, Dak, some penalties. Dak, Dak was not. Yeah, they, it just wasn't. So you're saying not a, not a clean enough to be one of your best Cowboys games ever there? I think the quarterback instead of they asked him about if it's one of the best, and he's going to be really hard on himself and all that. I, I think that when you look at, I think that the plays that they had to make, they were able to make. But there, there were some chunk plays they left on that, the field yeah. that Philadelphia yeah. made, and there were some chunk plays they left on the field. Yeah. Well, Philly's nearly fifty percent on third down last night. They, you know, they had seventy I think less Dallas yards. Was even better. Uh, what was Dallas? Yeah, on Dallas, third Dallas was great. They were yes. nine of sixteen. Yep. Yeah, they were dang near sixty percent. So. No, I, I think, you know, there's some things in there that could make you wonder, like, hey, if, if the turnovers weren't there, if they weren't on a horrible stretch, how would this game go if they rematched in the playoffs? That would be my question. You know, and assume that it's in Philadelphia. I, how confident in a dub would you be? I feel like you Very. Yeah, I, I would be. I would be far more confident playing at Philadelphia now, knowing what I know about, you know, both teams and seeing both teams play. Even though, they, like I say, there's things that if Philly – Philly to me just can't rush the passer. That's that's a problem. Yeah, yeah. That is a problem. That 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 exposes everything that they do in the secondary. And you know, Dallas's offensive line is good enough to 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 pass protect. We saw it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it, going back and rewatching the Eagles game leading up to this one. I mean, that was a game the Cowboys should have won. They forced three fumbles in that game, just like they did Couldn't in this on one. Them. Eagles were the, the the ball bounced their way, and then you had a bunch of self inflicted wounds and penalties that cost you that game. So I think out of the eight quarters, personally, outside of the first quarter in Philly in the first game, the Cowboys have won seven of the eight quarters. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's possible Philadelphia stumbles so hard that we're not even <clears throat> having that serious of a discussion. But at the same time, it would not surprise me if the Eagles sort of hit rock bottom here and rally from this point out either. <clears throat> okay, uh, standing by Mike McCarthy press conference up there at the Ford Center. He'll be yakking at you here before too long, finishing up some important stuff here, I'm sure. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said his biggest career disappointment. Yes, Brian? Can I say something real quick? You're likely going to have uh, your, your uh, Hankins is going to miss a couple of games. Okay. So I, I reached out to some folks over there, and I said, hey, a couple, couple of games on 95, and my guys over there said likely. So okay. So we're going to probably plan on, we'll see what Mike says here in the next few minutes, but it looks like that, uh, you know, they're going to ask him the question about yeah. Hankins, and just probably say, oh, we'll see day to day, but the 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 diagnosis right now is probably going to miss a couple. Hey, get him back for the playoffs. Same thing happened last year. You know, he's a guy that can step back in and have an opportunity here for Mazio. As long as it's not longer than that, it's not a, a killer. Man, they're on a great run with the injuries. But yeah, uh, Jerry said, uh, you know, biggest disappointment not winning a Super Bowl with Tony so far in his career. He said he'd be equally disappointed if he doesn't get one with Dak. Quote: Dak is a player who's qualified in every way to have a Super Bowl in his career. And uh, you know, I totally agree with that. I think uh, I think Jerry's just spot on with that assessment. 
Uh, now let's see if he, he goes ahead and eventually builds uh, Dak a team that's capable of looking as good as right now with the, the 49ers look. That's what I'm asking of the front office here. Quit telling me how good Dak is. I know. I know he's dang good. Okay. Now uh, quit tying one arm behind his back because you want to manage the calf year to year and you want to split up the pie. Okay. Choose a year. The pie. That's the current model. That's the alpha. How do you win a Super Bowl? You choose a window and you drive hard through it. Yeah, and I, I think there's some legit 100% evidence and merit to that. My biggest issue with the team has been some of that with the personnel, but for me it's getting the right coach to put him mm-hmm. in position to succeed. And we might be finding part. out yeah. we might be finding out in real time that the Joneses have done enough with the roster and Dak is good enough when you couple it with an actual sort of new age, well-designed offense, this might be good enough. Maybe this whole time they've been team building, they've been doing it just fine. They draft their balls off so impressively that they really don't need the free agency. They just need an offensive coordinator who knows what the heck he's doing in 2023. And for the last six plus weeks, it looks like he got one. So we might find out that the Joneses have been doing it exactly right. They've just been missing the boat on their offense and and their coach. And finally, they got to figure it out. I'm going to bring this up a little bit later on, so I don't want to spend too much time on it right here, but I think it's worth repeating. My number one question for Stephen Jones on Friday. We've been talking about this for five years, maybe six. You had four offensive coordinators here that couldn't get it figured out. You know, how important is whoever figured that out? Do you consider them, we cannot lose this guy? Hmm. Because tons, not, not just a few, like there's hundreds of bloggers, content creators, streamers that have been talking about this for a long time. And your supposed smart people paying attention didn't know, Stephen. How did this happen? And how are you making sure it doesn't happen again? Here's Mike McCarthy. What's happening in the press box? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> David Moore, Dallas Morning News. I'm sure you want to move on from your missing appendix, but just to, how is your stamina and your Good. health? Did you notice a difference during the game at any point? Were you no, no, I, I felt great. No, I really did. I, I, I felt normal. So um, just a little sore. I think it'll be, you know, hopefully a couple more days. And just kind of back on the game, you, you talked before going into this stretch about one thing you really value about it is it's playoff experiences without the consequences of if you lose. Can you talk about that a little bit more? How do you take that approach and what that what it means to have that going into the postseason? I mean, every season I've, I've been a part of, you know, obviously there's a path, you know, and the path is always under construction. You know, I mean, it's not who you play, it's when you play them. Uh, we all know that because, of, you know, the challenges every season, you know, lays out for you. Um, but, you know, these type of games, especially, you know, in, the, in this current season, you know, we've had a number of games where, you know, we've won by a decisive margin. So, uh, to play in these kind of games, I think, is is a great preparation for playoff football because I mean these are going to be juggernauts. I mean, our, you know, we've been talking about Buffalo, um, you know, all morning. I mean, this is going to be a great environment to play in. You know, outdoors, northern climate, all those things. So, uh, I, I think this is what you need uh, as part of that, you know, opportunity to win, win and grow, and, and that's where I think if you know things go right and you're able to, you know. Get the momentum, uh, grab those chunks of confidence that come with a with a good division win, uh, as we had last night. Um, this is an opportunity to go win and, and grow as a football team, and that's going to be very important. It's always important in December, so uh, there's confidence that comes in these games, and I'm looking forward to the competition of it. Piggybacking on that, just winning on the road in the yep. playoffs—that's what you're talking about. No, I'm just talking about winning. You know, I don't care where it is. Um, you have to have that mindset. We want to play at home. I mean, why wouldn't we? I mean, it's, I mean, the crowd last night. I, I don't know if I've ever heard AT and T Stadium that loud. I mean, so I mean that that's that's a, uh, an unbelievable, we feel an advantage for us. Uh, so um, the only way to get to that point is to take care of what's in front of you, you know. And and we all know what the score is. So, but yeah, you you have to be your team has to be able to be built to go win anywhere, and, and that's the reality of this league. Uh, Michael Gallup, uh, his <coughs> snaps production has dropped. You're talking about how he stayed engaged. This certainly came out and had a, to have a big game last night. Yeah, I, I think Michael's getting better. You know, I think that, you know this. You know, some of the things that we've adjusted um, is you know Michael being a veteran player here. You know, you, just as far as the route running, um, you know, I think you see our our younger 
players uh, have adjusted to it pretty seamlessly because they, they haven't done it a different way. So I, I, I love the way Michael's playing. So I, I think it's just like anything. Uh, frankly, he's going to be he's going to get one of the game balls, you know, for for his performance against Philadelphia. But same same man every day. Um, great work ethic. You know, excellent teammate and. Obviously, um, I think he runs the red line as well as anybody I've, I've coached. Did they forget to give you a game ball? Yeah, they did. So said, nice. <laughs> Sorry, we're good. Mike ESPN. Hankins, you know what he's dealing with, how long he could miss it. He has an, he has an ankle sprain. Um, I haven't you know, received the wrap-up yet, but I, I know when I went through there earlier, he was, he was down there getting treatment. Where is Mozzie in his development? And you have Carl Davis on the practice squad as well as it. Kind of why you kind of brought Davis in just in case something were to happen to have another big body. Oh, definitely. I think it's just like anything, you know, the roster development and you know how many, you know, individuals you need in each area. Yeah, that's that's definitely part of it, and and we understand that you know run defense is is, is something that you know people always challenge uh, because you know we're I feel we're exceptional in the area of pass rush. So yeah, we, we that's all part of the the outlook what's in front of us. With Mozzie and where you think he is. Yeah, I think Mozzie's. I think Mozzie's getting better. I, I think you know, it's talking about him and Luke. You know, I, I think they're at that point now. You can see they're they're not thinking. They're playing. You know, their urgency. Um, and I, I think those are all normal processes that, that rookies go through. John, John, I'm sure the athletic with Brandon Aubrey. If you can take yourself back to the start of training camp till now. What, what do you think is the biggest reason he's been able to be successful? Well, a uh, number of things. Uh, there, there, there's so much there. Um, I, I think, you know, I think like a lot of things in life, you know, especially in the game of football, you think of first impressions, you know, and I, I know my first impression of Brandon was, you know, the first time I had a chance to stand behind him um, and just, you know, the foot speed, but, you know, the way the ball, you know, comes off his foot. So, I mean, you can see right away, you know, his ability to strike the football was, you know, top notch. Um, and now working with him, and I think that's, you know, we we saw that early in camp, and it was part of the reason why we made that decision early. You know, it's, hey, you know, let's let's give him all the reps. I mean, he he has a chance to, you know, the the you know to be an, an outstanding kicker because you know you never really know until you get in there and go through it with him. But you know, so now his approach, you know, I think is, you know, his emotional uh, maturity. You know, he's, he's the same same person every day as far as, you know, the way he approaches it. And, and to be honest with you, it's, a, it's an outstanding battery. You know, the battery of, you know, your punter, your snapper, your, your holder, you know, all that all, all that plays plays into this. So, and, and John Fossil does a tremendous job. I mean, if you, if you see the connection and how these, these guys work, um, I mean, that's a very, very close-knit group. And in, 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 in the compliment for John, it's been like it every year, regardless of who the kicker's been. So, uh, I, I think I think John is top notch, you know, in in that subculture that he creates around special teams. So, uh, and the reason I'm making a big point of that, you see the consistency because the consistency in everything you do, I think, is a part of his efficiency. And um, he, you know, you go out there and, and as you watch him in his prep, you know, his his swing and you know, in 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 the, in the tempo into the kick. Is super consistent. So, and uh, I think just like anything, I, you know, I, I purposely uh, early in the season gave him kicks that he may have thought that he wasn't going to get uh, because you know you have to do that. I learned that with uh, Mason Crosby back in my early uh, tenure as a head coach. Um, I think it was the opening day. You know, he had hit the game winner as a rookie, and you know it's it's important to. To take those opportunities, uh, we did that early in the season. So you know, now in a big game like last night, I, I think that's a, another huge step for him to go out there and swing. And um, you know, he's he's an un, unprecedented groove, but there's uh, there's just so much there, you know. And I've uh, just been so impressed with everything he's done. Sorry, sorry, Mike. In Green Bay, you it was your fifth year that you won the Super Bowl, and, and it's your fourth year fourth year here now. I'm curious. What are the progressions to building a program? I think in both situations you inherited a quarterback. Um, and a lot of times coaches like to go get their own or whatever, but you inherited one. And uh, what, what's the steps been to building a program that you've seen and from what you did in Green Bay to now? Well, I think like anything, when you walk in the door, you got you got to clearly understand and recognize the landscape and in the resources that you have. And I think 
both Green Bay and, and Dallas. Um, I can remember standing, you know, up in you know in my initial press conference, and, and I was so damn impressive as a first time head coach. I mean, I'm sure. I, uh, but they, I, but the one question that they asked me about a rebuilding job, and and I says you don't you don't rebuild the places like this, you know, and I, it's the same thing in Dallas, you know. Now we had a. A unique season in 2020 with the with the pandemic and everything went on there. So, uh, but so I, I, my point is, I think you have to get in there and get going, and, and get the, get the you know the the football culture the way you want it. Um, think you get clearly get your program in place. You know uh, the way you train your team is, you know, is probably one of the most important uh, components of being a head coach. You know the structure for your assistants and and all you know all those things that play into it. So. Um, and, and I think clearly coming out of 21 is when I, I feel like, okay, here, you know, here we go. You know, this is where it, this is what it's starting to look like. And, and, and I think we definitely, you know, had a lot of moments in 22 that way too. Um, so I, I th you know, programs are either getting better or they're taking a step back. And I, I think we've done just a very consistent job of staying focused on what wins and um, try to, you know, cut out the, the waste because, um, you know, it's, and, and, you know, and another thing that's totally different here than, you know, my last opportunity was, you know, the travel, you know, the night games, the national games, you know, no, we play a lot of night national games there, but, you know, you have different stressors here. So, you know, how does the stressors of this unique opportunity affect the training of the football team, which can affect the efficiency and the consistency. So um, I, I just think we've done better each year as a coaching staff, as a support staff, you know, making sure that we're protecting the most important component of this operation, that's the locker room. And you, you just talked about Fossil, you talked about Quinn and Schottenheimer, guys like that. You've had great coordinators assistants mm -hmm. in Green Bay. Is, is it a process to learn how to delegate and make sure that everyone, like I'm sure as a head coach, you're, you're over everything, but, you know, delegate and let everyone kind of do their jobs? Definitely. I, I think, you know, if when you, you know, just like anything, there's, there's generational approaches to this, and I think, you know, in the 90s, when, uh, the coordinator did everything, you know, and, and everybody kind of, you know, had to coach off of that. And I, and I think, you know, when you talk about the word development and growth, uh, what's your plan? I mean, I mean, what is it, a PowerPoint presentation? You know, how, how do you develop young coaches? You know, how do you develop your coach? How do you make, how do you create opportunities for your coaching staff to be better? I mean, how are you going to develop these younger players? You know, what's that look like? How is that defined? Now put that in a schedule. Oh, yeah, by the way, you have less time today than you did with your players 10 years ago. So it's just all those little things, the details of that. And that's why every organization is a little different. The landscape's a little different. The climate of around it, the wonderful media operation we have here is a tremendous resource that we have. And so, I mean, you got all those things factor in because anything that touches the football team, anything that touches the locker room, you, you, you got to be in tune with that, you know, because, you know, the, the, what these men do for a living is not normal, you know, and I'm just talking about the football component of it. So, you know, how do you protect their energy, their space, uh, so that they're the best that they can be? Because let's be honest, if it's if it's not good at home, it's not going to be it's not going to be great at work. So, um, you just got to be in tune with all those things. Knew it, Mike. One three straight years, ten plus games here. You spoke about you know, your culture, what you wanted, but yeah. can you take me back to when you got here? What was the climate, and how do you get to these? consistency that you have in 10 straight wins. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the, uh, really the climate when I first got here was unknown. I think just, you know, let's, let's think about the first two months on a job. I mean, you're getting ready to go on spring break. I mean, I was on spring break. I was in Los Angeles and when also, the, you know, things really flipped, you know, so, um, so we went into a pandemic. So I, I really didn't get the full um, understanding of, you know, what it is. To, to be a Dallas Cowboy and all the things that work internally. And then, you know, and then really 21 was, you know, it was, it was abbreviated some, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. So I think just the, you know, the understanding of how it all fits together. I mean, and it's, you know, it's, it's not always the same. Uh, you know, the profiles of, of how you want your team to look, you know, you, you know, those, those things, those conversations with the personnel department. You know, who, who, who are you schematically? You know, what's your approach? I mean, you're going to be a jack of all trades, master of none. I mean, you, all those conversations, you know, that, that's, 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 that's what a good plan looks like. You know, having those things laid out. I've done it this way, this worked, this hasn't worked. 
this is the mistake I've made in you know 2011. You know, this is why I don't think there's usually two th ways to do it in this league. You know, and, and that's the beauty of the game of football. Sometimes three. Um, so which way are you going to do it? You know, and oh yeah, by the way, everybody that's involved, they got to believe in it too. So you got to give them. You know, you got to build the belief. The belief turns into action. Then you know comes comes from that is confidence. And at the end of the day, in the end of the day, it's about winning. Yeah. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com. The, the confidence was certainly high in the locker room last night. I know you guys put an emphasis on not getting too high, not getting too low, but where would you say the confidence is today walking around the facility and, uh, after a big win like that last night? Oh, I, I think it, I mean, we're, we're, we're where we need to be. You know, it's, it's definitely high, uh, and it should be. You know, is it the highest of the year? Uh, you know, probably so. Uh, but I, I think the reality of, you know, it, it was a fun ride home. Um, I think we all had, you know, great moments with our with our family and friends, and you know. But it's it's you know it's midnight, you know, one o'clock in the morning. So the reality is, you wake up in in Buffalo. Buffalo is an uncommon opponent. You know, there's you know there's a lot of new faces. You know, on tape for even me personally. So, you know, players that I've, that I've never competed against, uh, and that's just the reality of, of our league. You know, so uh, you know you get to turn the page. Uh, we, you know, we played the way we needed to play last night. Uh, there's a lot of good out of it, and there's, there's, there's some things that weren't so great either, you know. So, you know, as we met with the players today, there's clear understanding. I mean, offensively, the passing game wasn't, you know, where it needed to be, you know. You know so we need to be better in spots. So, that, you know, that was emphasized today, the details of it. Uh, that'll be part of our, you know, game plan, self-scott, you know, uh, that when we integrate with the players on Wednesday. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's all about, you know, staying focused on, hey, winning and how do we improve. There's an emphasis on running your own race, but knowing that you might need a little bit of help getting the division or the conference, how do you kind of juggle both of those things while also keeping? Nothing to juggle. I mean, because it's you know you can't control it with the other, you know the other aspects of it. You know we need to beat Buffalo, and then you know we're standing here with 11, 11, 11 wins. Then we'll look around, and I think it'll be a little more clear, you know what needs to be done. Mike, Mike McGill, Dallas Morning News. You guys had some early tough moments on the road. This. Season, but you guys have come a long way since then as a team, as an offense. Where do you feel like, as a road team, you guys are today, and what comes with playing on the road as you enter the stretch? Well, I, I think, like anything, you know, you got to play to your productivity. Um, I was thrilled with this stretch, you know, three three games at home. You know, I think we did an excellent job of taking advantage of that, and, you know, from that comes, you know, we're relatively healthy. Um, so uh, we're ready to go back out on the road. You know, I, I think it, you know, that. That, that, that's been a positive, um, you know, you know, last three weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, winning on the road is different, you know, just cadence, you know, you know, I think our, our cadence improvement at home uh, took another step last night, you know, so, okay, now this, let's, let's talk about our road cadence. So, you know, we need to be better than we've been. So I think just all those little things, but this team is built to travel, you know, and then complimentary football is how you win. Complimentary football, you win anywhere. You win in the parking lot, on the road, at home, and and that's that's the vision. That's why that's why I talk about it. That's why it's so important. You know, first thing I look at when I look at the st statistics is I look at time of possession and I look at you know the turnover ratio because those those are two main factors that was a major emphasis coming out of how can we improve from 21 and 22 as far as how we want our team to look. So, um, and I think if we just keep playing to that to that you know productivity outlook and, and, and stay our, our play style, discipline, all the other things you know you, we all need to do to win. Um, you know, we play our game, we'll be, we will win. Uh, we all have great confidence, confidence in that. And improving road cadence, what goes into that? In, including what? Improving on road cadence. Yeah. Well, it's a different cadence, so. Hey, you have way too much information on 2.3. I'm done, okay? I am tapped out, so we got big games in front of us, so. Oh, I thought we were better. You know, I thought that, you know, just the, you know, the inside zone was a, was, was something that we needed to get going. Uh, you, you know, you guys watched the tape already. It's, that, that was evident. Um, you know, the tight inside zone was good. You know, the variations that come off of that, you know, had a couple of run solutions, throws that were productive. So, you know, I, I thought the run blocking unit, uh, you know, graded out well. You know, they had a winning grade. So uh, I thought we took a step there. Some of that is we got we to gotta run more. In oh, yeah. I think attempts is, is probably, the, if you want to get into statistical, you know, 
what's you know what's what's more important? I mean, it's just like anything. Because I mean, hey, if you're if you're running the ball over thirty times, you you know, there's it, a lot of good things going on. So and and I think obviously, I mean, their defensive line we have a tremendous amount of respect for. So uh, that was definitely part of the outlook of how we wanted to play. Jeff. Coach, can you talk about Tyler Smith and just the confidence that you've built from last year to this year? It seems like a totally different guy when you talked to him in the locker room last year. Oh, yeah, no, no, no doubt. I, I think Tyler, man, it would, what a joy uh, he is, you know, the coach and just his approach. Um, and, you know, there's two or three plays in the coaching sessions every week that he, you know, he just does something. You just go, you know, you shake your head and the matchups, you know, that he had last night, you know. So, yes, he's. Uh, He's got so much, you know, good, great football in front of him, you know, because he's still, he's still learning, he's still, he's still getting comfortable with the footwork, and it's just, it's just great to see him and Tyron playing next to each other now, you know, week in week out, uh, because you know, it obviously the, wasn't like at the start of the season, so uh, very, very, very pleased with the way he's playing. Skyler Dixon with the AP. Is it easy to keep Brandon's field goal streak out of your mind when you send him out there for those super long? Well, I'm not thinking about <laughs> statistics when I'm making those decisions. Yeah, so no, it's we were we were we were uh, you know a little deeper than we we wanted to be there, but uh, I just think it shows the confidence we all have in them. So, Tom, Mike, can you, how, how did you guys come up with the Tyron plan of practice? How, how did that all come about? I think you just got to you got to trust your bartenders. You know, I mean, no no one knows Tyron better than Britain. And his strength staff and so forth. You know, I've had a chance to, you know, you know, the, the easiest guys to coach are the rookies and the young guys because you know they, they're integrated. All they know is what, how we do things here. You know, but uh, you know, you're talking about veteran players that've done it for a long, long time. I mean, you have to, you know, you got to take take all that into account. So, and uh, I, I think when you get to, you know, a certain point in your career, I mean, I, these men know what they need to be ready for a game, and, and that's really defining what that is. And, and I, th I think we just have a much, a much better, clearer picture of what that is. And, uh, you know, it's worked out very well. Because it's, it's not like he's, he's not practicing, but he's still doing a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame you, you guys don't have more access. But um, <laughs> I mean, if, if you could see, if you, if you, yeah, we're good. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, he's working. No, I mean. I walked through the weight room Saturday morning. I mean, just to watch the way he was working Saturday morning in the weight room is, I think you'd be impressed. So. Uh, if you can have the decision to have the 60 yard try for Aubrey in the first quarter, mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a big yep. hallmark of confidence there. If he misses, falls at the 50 yard line mm -hmm. early in the game, but it's still in the balance. Yeah. Is that, how early in the season would you have made that decision in terms of the confidence level to be at the point it is now? Probably would have made it uh, easier earlier in the decision. You know, I, I, I think it's like anything. You got to understand the, the game you're in. You know, um, you know, you have to, you got to have an, you know, an outlook on when you're in the gray. You know, when you when you talk about those type kind of decisions, you know, which which way you're going to lean each week. You know, you know, and know that could adjust as the game's going on. That's to me is all part of the ebb and flow. Every every game has an ebb and flow to it. I mean, there's always moments in, in a game that you've been there before, you've done it, something very similar, but the order in which they come is never the same. I mean, that's that's why every game is different. So, um, so those momentum opportunities, you know, you you, you got to have confidence to, to taking those swings, and, and that's what that was. You know, so um, I, I was very focused on. You know, doing everything we can from a decision-making perspective uh, to get the lead in that game. You know, I, I just felt confident that if if we can get out in front, which is captain obvious, you always want to be out in front. But I just think it, you know, potentially makes the opponent play a little differently. And I, and I thought it served us well. And there have been a lot of big plays offensively this season where you look and a, a blitz pickup by a running back yep. is a common thread for you. You've talked a lot about what you ask of your running backs this year in protection. How, how much of this is a fabric of your offense where you're, you're going to need that out of your backfield? Oh, I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of it. I mean, it's a, I mean, if you look at just from a terminology um, and you know, technique and fundamental um, change, uh, the protection you know system's the biggest change. You know, the the ability to have proactive and reactive 
solutions uh, to defensive pressures and and things. Just you know, we've asked our guys to do a lot more, and I think if Dak was standing here, he would tell you about the pocket and the you know the platform that he has to throw off of and the difference. And it's it's just it, this, this it's a philosophy. You know, like I said, there's usually two ways of doing it. Uh, not that ours is right and the last one was wrong, but this this is what we believe in, and I and I think our guys. You know, the volume of it at first is, you know, okay, especially when you can't put pads on until August or July. So, um, but, you know, I think that's part of, you know, sometimes it takes a little longer to get those things going with blitz pickups. That's why I think nine on seven drills and blitz pickup drills, you, you know, you can't do enough of them in training camp because that's the stuff that you don't get. Um, and then, you know, um, and but I just think you're seeing our guys more and more and more comfortable. I mean, their, their instincts and awareness and, the indemnification. I, I've been super impressed with the running backs from day one. I mean, they they picked the scheme part of it up very well. But you got to you know you got to practice it at full speed. Last one, Cal. At this time of year, are you more with your group playoff scenarios, or maybe get 10, 11 wins, we're good. Let's just find out later. <laughs> I I don't think like that. I, I mean, I don't even know how to talk that way. Um, you know, just want to beat Buffalo. You know, beat Buffalo, get the eleven wins, and I. I think, you know, and let's be honest, I mean, there's, there's so much that's written about it. Our, our guys are in tune with what's going on, you know, around the football team. So um, I, I, don't, I don't spend a whole lot of time. And I've, and I've worked at places where they do the scenarios and the team meetings and everything. I, I just don't know what that – I don't know how that helps us win the next game. You know, so I, mean, that's so, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time on it. Thank you. Thank you, Mike McCarthy. There he goes, says the crowd was the loudest he'd ever heard at AT AT&T Stadium last night. So congrats to you for helping the atmosphere. Said he does not have a timeline on Jonathan Hankins' return from ankle. Uh, Jonathan Hankel, uh, he's, he's got an ankle uh, sprain. So he likes Mozzie's development so far. They also have uh, Carl Davis, uh, a veteran DT there on the practice squad. And uh, Stephen Jones did not have a timeline on, on Hankins' Uh, earlier, although he did say he didn't think it was a severe one. Brian, what are you hearing? I just feel like it's uh, from talking to some folks over there, a couple different uh, people that would probably know what's going on, that uh, that they're looking at a couple of games right now Okay, for, for Hankins. We'll see. Things could change, but right now that's, you know, when you ask that question, that's where they're at. Uh, the Mike McCarthy Presser brought to you by Ford, your Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. I believe a little college football coming up next. Which one of you uh, knows bleeders is going to lead lead us out? we got the AP All-America team. TCU's got a new defensive coordinator. And could this stud draft prospect return to school? That's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.